Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Love it. God bless you, Judah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Sovereign Lord, for gathering us around the feast of the Lord. Thank you that you are more than enough for us. You are more than enough for us. There is no arena of life that you cannot reach us. Be it in the spiritual realm or in the physical realm, whether it is in our spirit, our soul, or our body, you are more than enough. Today we announce, O oh God, that there is nothing that we are lacking that you cannot meet. For you have put all things in your word. Your spirit works with your word. We pray in the name of Jesus that our spirit man will be open to the infiltration of your word. May the word of understanding come and capture our hearts. May you bring us into new realms and arenas of reality from your perspective. May we not be limited to what we've been hearing in the news or what we've been seeing in our own experience. May you bring us into a deeper understanding of your calling and a deeper understanding of your purpose. Father, we invite your Holy Spirit to bless this word that it will be received not as the words of a man, but as the very word of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. We are all welcome. Today we are going to go to the fourth determinant. We've been talking about the determinants um, out of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, which says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. In this verse, a number of things are listed and what that thing can bring to you. It says that the people that are fast or have speed, they usually win the race. The people that are strong, they usually win the battle. The people that are wise, they usually don't go hungry. They have bread to eat. The people that are, have understanding, they are the ones that get riches. And then it says, people of skill get favor. But it says there is some other things at work here. These things are not the ultimate and not the only things. They are not the only determinants. There is also time and chance. There is the invisible hand of God working things in our lives and causing things to knock against things. So the verse, what we gather from this verse, is not that we should ignore the determinants. It's not that we should ignore wisdom. It's not that we should ignore um, speed, trying to do things fast. It is not that we should ignore being strong. 
It is not that we should ignore any of this, but that we should mix any of these that we think. We should mix it with the input of God. We should mix it with the input of God. Everything that God has given you, if you invite God, he comes to enhance it. He comes to infiltrate your very being and your very person. And so what appears natural now takes on a supernatural dimension. Each of these determinants have a natural dimension and a supernatural dimension. As a Christian, what you don't want to do or you don't want to be is to be only limited to the natural dimension so that you only have resources that are in the natural. No, when you became a Christian, you became a dual dimensional being. Hallelujah. You became a dual dimensional being. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says Jesus was on the earth, but he was also in heaven. Because spiritually, when he was talking to Nicodemus, he said the son of man who is in heaven, but he was on earth talking to Nicodemus. Because in the realm of the spirit, there's no distance. The Bible says in the gospel of John chapter one, he said them that believed on him, he gave them the power to become the children of God. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, it says that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. The Bible says in John chapter 1 again, it says that the birth that came to the Christian is not after the will of man or after the passions of a man, but we have been birthed from above. If we have been birthed from above, then we are entitled to certain privileges and certain things that people born out of heaven have. Hallelujah. Are you following the message? Following, so we are going to talk about understanding. Understanding is one of the determinants. It's one of the determinants. Now, in the book of Revelation, we find out that there are, as the father is seated on the throne, the Bible says in Revelation 4, 5, that there are seven lamps that are burning in front of the throne. Seven lamps, which the scripture explains that these are the seven spirits of God. Amen. Amen. Seven spirits of God. And then in Isaiah chapter 11, brother Leslie, let's go there. Isaiah chapter 11. And let's take it from verse 2 down. Isaiah 11 explains who the seven spirits of God are. You see, your Christian life is supposed to be a life yielded to the spirit. Who you are is a combination of your natural giving gifts and the supernatural giftings God imparts to you. There shall come forth, Isaiah 11, 1, a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Yes, continue. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's one. The spirit of wisdom, two. And understanding, three. The spirit of counsel, four. And might, five. The spirit of knowledge, six. And of the fear of the Lord, seven. So the seven spirits of God that were symbolized in a, um, Revelation 4, 5 by the lamps, seven lamps that were burning in front of the throne of God. Isaiah explained these seven spirits. So there's the spirit of the sovereign Lord. There's the spirit of wisdom. 
There's the spirit of understanding. There's the spirit of counsel. There's the spirit of might. There is the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. These are not serving spirits as in the Holy Spirit is serving Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's, he has expressions. These are seven expressions of the Holy Spirit. And you will see that understanding is one of the seven expressions of the Holy Spirit. So when we speak of the determinants and you see that among the determinants, there is probably three of them that are included here. There is strength or might, there is wisdom, and there is understanding. So I want to submit to you that you are not supposed to just operate in this world without being endowed with supernatural abilities from the other dimension, from the God dimension, from the divine dimension. And these supernatural abilities, since you live on earth, it translates into how you conduct your life, how you understand material, how your mind works. Your day-to-day life is influenced by the spirit realm all the time. But the question is, if you believe such a realm exists, and if you would ask God for to bless you for what you do not have. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, understanding is, it goes a little deeper than knowledge or wisdom. There are many verses in the Bible that speak about a person without understanding what happens. But you see, knowledge, I would say, is a first step. Getting to know something. If you don't know something exists, then it's like you, have not, you are not even in the game. Mercy. So knowledge is very important. And then wisdom is the application of knowledge to specific situations. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. But when you proceed to understanding, it, understanding is the higher order ability that goes beyond even how much you know. Understanding goes, understanding takes you to a deeper level where you know how things work. You begin to understand, you begin to know how things work. Amen. Amen. If you're a student, for instance, mm-hmm. when you are preparing for an exams, you, you will look through your notes, you look through textbooks, mm-hmm. you will probably try and solve some of the problems at the end of the textbook chapters. And then your teacher may give you examples of questions that may come in the test. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are very wise, you would apply your knowledge to all the material that has been said before you. Mm. But your preparation for the exams must go beyond knowing the past questions. Amen. If all you do is prepare how to solve the past questions, you can easily go to the test and still flop and still fail. Why? Because the questions that may be posed in the test, they are not necessarily a repeat of the past questions. Are you following? We are following, right? The teacher may not repeat the past questions. You have to have gained a deeper understanding of the material and even how to solve the past questions so that if a question comes, but it's not exactly the past question, 
but it is like the same material, but it is twisted in a different way. Because you have a deeper understanding of the building blocks of the of the of the material, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter different ways they will ask the question. You will still know what to use and what to apply. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, your life. There are many things you meet in life that you do not have a previous experience with. There are many things you meet in life that you haven't met before. Mm. So if your success is only going to be depending on having experienced something, Mercy. you are going to be limited in your outcomes. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, many people, many people have, their understanding is limited to their experience. So for instance, if somebody is a lady and they are writing a lady a, a book for ladies. Mm -hmm. How many know that if you're a guy, naturally speaking, you cannot match them because you have never been a lady, you will never be a lady. They when they write on women's issues and they write from their experience, they can relate with the issues women are faced with. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. If somebody has been to prison before, mm. And then they come out and they become born again and, you know, they begin to work visiting prisons and develop a prison's ministry. Mm -hmm. That understanding is coming purely from their experience as a prisoner. Are you there? We are here. But all the understanding is just at a certain level. It is some understanding. But the understanding that God is going to give you, it goes beyond experience. So in other words, you don't need a person with deep understanding does not need to have gone to prison to be able to imagine and to be able to um, get a, a, a view of what prisoners are going through. Are you following? We are following. The Lord Jesus Christ said in I think Matthew 25, verse 42 to 43, you know, he was saying that in the end, when he's judging, He's going to say, I was hungry, you never fed me. Mm. I was thirsty, you never gave me to drink. I was sick, you didn't come to visit me. He said, I was in prison, you didn't come to visit me. And then the people are going to ask, when were you in prison? When were you sick that we didn't come to visit you? And Jesus will say, since you didn't do it for one of these little ones, you didn't do it for me. Hallelujah. Now, because Jesus had understanding beyond his experience, he did not have to, Jesus did not have to experience cancer or experience any type of sickness to be able to empathize and to look beyond what he has gone through himself. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. When we speak of understanding, we are speaking of the pendulum of how your, your mind works, being broader and deeper beyond what you have experienced so that you can engage with something without it having happened to you. If somebody is talking to you, but you can only relate with what, your mind can only go as far as what you have seen and what you have touched, 
then you are limited in the range even of topics that somebody can talk to you about. Hallelujah. Amen. The spirit of understanding takes you deeper and broader beyond what you have personally experienced so that your imagination can picture and visualize a world and something that also exists. And that gift is something that is spiritual. Hallelujah. Mm. Amen. You see, one of the things that is very puzzling is that, you know, you, we learned in physics, you know, the, the laws of motion. And we, we learned about gravity and so Isaac Newton. Mm-hmm. How is it that he was able to think and look at a fruit falling from a tree to the ground? Mm. He was able to he was able to move from that to de- mm. develop the laws of gravity. The leap, the leap between that mm. and being able to come up with a, a, a mathematical formulas. That is a level of understanding that is not ordinary. Many people have seen apples fall down. All they are looking for is take it and without even washing it, begin to chew on it. (laughs) But somebody is looking looking beyond because when you think of an apple and you think of experience, somebody, their experience of an apple is chewing it. Mm. So that the only the, the, the pendulum of their mind, you know, the pendulum is like something that swings like this. The pendulum of their mind is only three points. I am here, an apple is here, it falls here, and I pick it and I eat it. So this is the only the only range of the way a person with limited understanding of apples. But a person whose understanding has been broadened and widened. Their mind goes beyond taking the apple to eat it. Preach. Hallelujah. Amen. And now begin to see the apple came from here and it fell down. What is the thing that caused it to fall down? Why is it that when the apple got unplugged from the plant, why is it that it didn't fly up but it came down? Hallelujah. Amen. You know, some of you know of... um, Trying to remember, is it George Washington Carver, the, the peanut man? What was his name? Those of you who know American history, I think it's George Washington it, Carver. It, it was George Washington Carver, yes. Thank you, yes. It is said that he asked the Lord to show him the mysteries of the world. And the Lord said, pick one thing and I will show you the mystery of all that it entails. Here is somebody after understanding. And the Lord showed him a lot of things about peanuts. That single nut peanut, the Lord showed him so many different uses of peanuts, so many different components of peanut. So when we are speaking of understanding, we are speaking of above average, beyond ordinary, deep knowledge, and beyond your own personal experience, out of this world, type of wider frame of thinking whereby you you can imagine something that you have not even experienced Mm. hallelujah amen and that is why i'm saying that if all your understanding is based on your own personal experience then you're going to be limited because none of us have all experiences 
None of us have experienced everything. Mm. But then, if you have the spirit of understanding, you will see that even when somebody is talking about something you have not experienced, your mind can imagine it. You can you can go there with the person. Hallelujah. Amen. So, a person gifted with understanding can take a leap into other arenas without having experienced them. The pendulum of your mind, your faculty of the way you think, it swings a lot wider to include a broader set of things. Hallelujah. Amen. Your imagination can engage to a deeper level. Your imagination can engage to a deeper level and a broader level to regions beyond your experience. Wow. And this is, this is, this is, when God created Adam and Eve, he created them as dependent beings. He created them as what? Dependent beings. He placed in front of them the tree of life. The tree of life is essentially the very life of God. Mm. It's a very life of God. It's Mm. like by eating of the tree of life, they are connected to God so that their ability to... I mean, how is it that all these animals, God tells uh, Adam, name them without giving him a dictionary? (laughs) The printing press had not yet been invented. You you didn't have Webster dictionary or Oxford dictionary. How is he going to to name them? That's right. And you see, in the Hebrew, when you are naming something, it's actually a prophecy. Wow. Names are a prophetic utterance. I see. Do you get it? So, So when the Lord gave Adam the assignment, Adam didn't slap his head and say, gee, how am I going to find this thing? Why? Because God had also given on him his spirit. Mm. The Bible said he breathed into him. The spirit, God's spirit was on him. And among what was imparted and infused into him was the spirit of understanding. Wow. So that he, he can look at the giraffe. He mm. said, you have a long neck. I'm not going to call you a cat. You look like a giraffe. He calls him a giraffe. And giraffe said, yes, I, I, I obey. If you call me giraffe, I will come. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Another mystery, another mystery is that when Eve was created, you know Adam was created as a full-grown man and then he, need, he needed a companion and then the Lord caused a deep sleep according to Genesis 2. And then the Lord take, took a rib and then formed Eve out of that. And the Bible said when Adam came out of the sleep or the trance, his very first words, he didn't even say thank you, Lord. <laughs> You would think he would thank he would thank God who gave him his wife first. Adam <laughs> saw the woman; he was so enthralled mm. with her. Then he says, "Bone of my bones and flesh." Who told Adam this is bone of your bones? Does he know how where he, she came from? Because you see, Adam had undergone divine anesthesia. Wow! Whereby he had been put to sleep, and you see, when you when you ever had surgery and they give anesthesia, you don't know what happened to you. You just woke up and you find yourself somewhere. But That's Adam right. woke up and he seemed to know who that being standing there was. Yep. He said, you are born of my bones and, and flesh of my flesh. And he said, you shall become what? Woman. Because you are the mother of all flesh. Wow. Sister, Lil- Sister Lillian. <clears throat> who was Adam's mother? He didn't have a mother. 
Adam only had a father. Amen. Amen. Adam didn't have a mother because he was not born the way woman, I mean, a child is born. Adam didn't. Adam had a father. According to the Gospel of Luke, when you read the genealogy of the human race, how Luke traced it from, from Jesus all the way up. He, when you go to Adam, he said, Adam, uh, the son of God. Adam's father Preach was God. But he didn't have a mother. Preach. Adam did not have a mother. Mm. How did he know that this being standing in front of me is going to be the mother of all flesh? Because that vocabulary <laughs> mother did not exist. Nice. It is by the spirit of God. That's right. It is by the spirit of understanding. Hallelujah. There are, there are many arenas of life mm. that you are going to get sudden knowledge. Preach. You are going to get suddenly ability to know this. Mm. It, it just comes to you like that. Mm. Not everything is linear. You are or, preaching. Like from here, from here, from here, from here. Some things wow. come from the other dimension. It is That's the right. spirit of understanding. Hallelujah. Which, are, which is part of the expression of the spirit of God. Wow. And you see, you are no longer limited. That's right. The Bible says, whoever is joined to Christ is one spirit with him. Hallelujah. So you are not mobile. You are not pathetic. <laughs> Your situation you is not pathetic at all. Wisdom you don't have, God will give you. Mm. Hallelujah. Situation that will come that you don't, it seems like a big puzzle. I can guarantee you, if you trust God, because mm. you see, do you know, as we are here, do you know we are not alone? We are not alone. That's right. We are not alone. Mm. Every one of you have at least one angel with you. I can guarantee you that, according oh, to the word hey. of the Lord. Wow. Everyone I has believe. at least one angel. And I depending believe. upon your life assignment, you mm. have much more angels. But at least one, one day you have. Mm. As soon as you were born, God assigned an angel to you. Preach. And these angels, what do they do? John chapter 1, Jesus meets Nathaniel. And Jesus calls Nathaniel and said, Nathaniel, when you were under the sacrament tree, I saw you. Nathaniel is so impressed. And Jesus said, how do you know me? How do you know me? And Jesus said, this small thing I told you, you are impressed. I can tell you that a time will come in, that God will open your eyes, that wow. you will see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Wow. Angels of God are ascending and descending. Why are they ascending and descending? Because they are taking things around you that you need help with. They are taking it to heaven and then they are bringing the answers back. That's one of the roles angels do. And one of the things angels do is that they whisper to your ears, look, I will not lie to you. Sometimes when I'm coming to preach, I don't know what I'm coming to say. This time you now you may be surprised. <laughs> but but I have come to know that once I yield to the Spirit, He will give me the words. Amen. Jesus told the disciples, "Don't be so worried when they bring you before councils, when they bring you before uh, um, the Sanhedrin, and don't worry about what you are going to say." He said that the Father will tell you what to say at the moment. Does Amen. that mean you shouldn't prepare? You should prepare. That's right. Does that mean you shouldn't pray? You should pray. Mm. But when you yield to God, you have a lot more than what your natural abilities will bring to you. You are preaching. You see, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, let's look at that scripture. We are talking about the determinant of understanding. It is the fourth determinant. And there is a natural dimension and there is a spiritual dimension. And I want to tell you that as you have a natural understanding about things, God is giving you a spiritual understanding 
which is birthed out of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Not 24, verse 4. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Mm. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Amen. In all your what? Getting. getting. Get understanding. Here, here in America, it's about getting. Mm. It's about grabbing. It's about showing, doing a show. It's about be, trying to impress. Do you get it? Mm. Nothing wrong with getting anything. But the scripture mm. is saying, in all your getting, in all the things you are going to seek mm. in this life, mm. try to get understanding. Wow. Make it your aim. That I want, I don't want to be somebody who is what? Surface. I want somebody who has a deeper understanding of things. Mm. Now let's go over really quick. What understanding determines? What are the things that understanding can do for you? People with understanding, what are their characteristics? Number one, First Chronicles 12 and 32. Your understanding determines your ability to know what time it is. A person who is without understanding doesn't know what time it is. You are preaching. And I'm, not, I'm not talking about the time on your clock. <laughs> you see, when I was in a, when I was in a, what do you call it, a, uh, 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 final year in high school, there was a time my clock, my watch wasn't working. So I had a friend, my roommate, his name was Bright, and I would often ask him what time it is. At a point, he told me, my friend, I'm going to start charging you. Where, <laughs> where are you going? Then you are always asking what time it is. I'm going to start charging you. I paid for this watch. But in this scripture, let's go to First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. When you don't have understanding, you will think time is the same. There's a difference between 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. and then 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. There's a difference. It's right. the same one hour, mm. but it's not the same thing. A person of understanding who takes two things deeply. All right, so let's take the verse 32. In this passage, this is the time that David has been king in Hebron for seven years. You know, after Saul died and David became king, most of the tribes didn't accept David. David was king over only um, a small portion of the 12 tribes, primarily the Judah, the, 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 the tribe he came from. So, but in this passage, we are told of a group of people who came to Hebron and they said, look, we have finally accepted that you should be king over all Israel. And each of the tribes of, uh, of Israel they sent messengers or they sent leaders, they sent soldiers as, as um, what do you call it, uh, delegates to announce to David that we are for you, we are with you. Now, this is what was said about the tribe of Issachar, of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. The description of the tribe of Israel, uh, Issachar was that they had understanding of the times and knew wow. what Israel was to do. To have understanding of the times, understanding gives you the ability to tell time and to know what to do. Yeah. I can tell you this thing, it, a lot is not taught in school. A lot That's is true. not taught in books. It is an inner light. 
it is an inner light mm. that makes it dawn on you. This thing, this thing has to be done. This thing, the time for this is that. Or the, 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 this thing means that. The ability to know this thing I'm looking at means that. And because of that, I need to act within this time. That is mm. a certain understanding we all need for our lives. Yeah. Now, some of you may remember the movie The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And in one scene in the movie, when Santa Claus appeared, when the, the, the three children were running away from the white witch, and they were going to the land where Aslan lives. Aslan is a representative of Christ. But the white witch had taken over the land and had also kidnapped their brother. I but they, need, they needed Aslan to help them recover their brother and also win the war against the white witch, the evil of the land. When Santa Claus appeared, he gave them gifts. You know, Christmas time, the notion of Santa Claus and giving of gifts. He gave the little girl Lucy a dagger. Mm. I mean, what is a little child going to do with a dagger? <laughs> and, then, and then he gave, he gave the, the, the Susan, the, the older girl, he gave Susan, I think, a little liquid that contains something. He said, this thing, if somebody is sick and dying, that thing, if, if a little drop of this thing, they are going to get well. Wow. You get it. That's right. And then he gave um, Peter, the oldest brother, a sword. He gave him a sword. But then Edmund had been kidnapped, so he, he was with the white witch. And then he told them, these are, these are tools not toys. Listen, to, listen very carefully. He said, these are tools and not toys. These are children. These are teenagers. They, 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 understand. they, they are into toys and things. Mm. But you see, if you don't have understanding, if somebody right. gives something to you, you, don't, you wouldn't even know what to use it for. That's true. But before Santa Claus left, he said something. He said, winter will be over soon. And then he left. You see, the whole land, because of 100 years of winter, the whole land, even rivers had frozen. And in order to go to Aslan, where the, 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 the lion Aslan lived, who represents Jesus Christ, to help them go and win the war and get their brother back, they needed to walk over this river, which had become ice. It had become solid, so you can walk on it like solid ground. But when Santa Claus said, when Santa Claus winter. said, winter will be over soon, immediately, Peter received revelation. Wow. He received revelation, number one. First of all, this sword is for fighting. This is not a toy. We, we are about to go to war, but in, we cannot win this war on our own. We need an army that Aslan is raising. But in order to go to uh, where Aslan is, we have to walk over a large region, which has what river, which has become solid because of the ice. But when Santa Claus said winter will be over soon, what does that mean? The ice is about to melt. Hallelujah. Amen. Santa Claus didn't interpret it for Peter. I'm preaching. But a higher order way of thinking told him that if winter will be over soon, that it means we have to hurry up. We have to hurry up and cross the ice cap. And be able to go and get help before 
the water melts. If the water melts and you, you, you are born inland like myself uh, at, at Kumasi or somewhere where there's no uh, uh, river or, or sea and you don't know how to swim, how are you going to get there? So, 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 so Peter was able to, you see, understanding allows you to connect the dots. In life, you're going to see things. But if you are a person who is deep of understanding, you can say, this thing I'm seeing, this is what it means, and it means I have to do A, B, C, and D now. So immediately they started hurrying up because Peter caught the revelation. Winter will be over soon means very soon the hard rock, solid melt. ice, we are going, it's going to melt, and now we cannot cross over. And that's exactly what happened. In fact, as a matter of fact, as I'm in the middle of crossing, the enemy came there, but they were able to succeed. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see, understanding will help you to know the times. What else would understanding help you to know? Your understanding will give you the ability to fulfill your calling. When you don't have understanding, you won't be able to fulfill your calling. So for instance, there are some people, there are some, there are some brothers who don't have a deep understanding of the opposite sex. They don't have a deep understanding of this is another part of God's creation and they have more than a body. A brother who is of base and low understanding, he only looks like a lady in terms of mountains and caves. If you understand mountains and caves, somebody that God has brought into your life, maybe they are not supposed to be a physical relationship. Somebody, maybe somebody has been brought into your life to help you fulfill what God has called you to do. Mm. But there are some people, because of every uh, the understanding is so base that uh, it's like it's like it's a, a woman me only means physical and sexual. No, mm. she she also has a man. She also has some giftings. So that so that when you look at the person. You are not even looking at the person in terms of the physical, whatever. You're looking at the person as somebody God has given you. You are preaching. One host pastor. I'm sorry to say, give this example, but it's a good example. One host pastor, he had a lady, a lady come to preach in his church. A, 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 a woman minister. And mm. this woman minister, woman minister is very powerful. And when he was introducing the woman minister, this pastor, this host pastor, you see, his mind, all along, he was just looking at the lady's breast. Mercy. So, so he, that was his focus. So, so he, that's what he's looking at. That's what he's looking at. His understanding is very low. His understanding very. is so, so low that he thinks of a woman as that, as a body. Mercy. So and spiritual. See, he, he forgot himself. As he was introducing, um, I'm so excited about this person. That we have in our midst, blah 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 blah. So without much ado, you know, I want to tell you, she has mighty breasts. Ooh. Wow! <laughs> before, before he knew it, the words had gone out of his mouth. What a shock! And I don't know how he redeemed himself. Maybe he said she has the breastplate of righteousness around her chest or something like that. You see, what I'm saying is very important. There are some people. If, if, if they think that if a, a man and a woman is in a room 
and they are talking about something, it's, it's like they must have done something. Mm, wrong. Is it, your understanding is so shallow. Very low. You, you, you think that that is all that there is to, to life. Mm-hmm. No. There is a lot more. There's a whole lot more out there. One day, a friend of mine, a lady friend of mine had come to visit me. We were all both believers, and she's my sheep. And I was counseling her on my couch when I was, I was a student on campus. And my door, I was living on campus. My door was not, uh, what do you call it? My door was not locked, you know. The, the door from the street to my, my apartment was not locked. So a friend of mine, he came in without knocking, without announcing he was coming. And we were just sitting there, and I'm talking to her about, I mean, I'm counseling her. And this friend of mine opened the door with full speed. We opened it at once like that. And that thing startled, it startled the lady. Do you get it? I mean, if somebody just bumps it like, so it startled the lady. One is, it's like an impromptu appearance. It startled the lady. So the lady jumped like this. The lady got up and jumped. Up till today, my friend said we were doing something. Because <laughs> if we were not doing something, how come when I came in, the lady jumped like that? Because his range of understanding is only limited that a boy and a girl together in a room, the only thing they can be doing is that thing. That's shallow. Life is much deeper and broader. Do you get it? Are you listening? That's right. We are listening to you. So you see, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. What is he using the word enlightened? Because understanding can be darkened. You see, last week, somebody came to visit me. And then when he was leaving, he said I should pray for him. Remember, as soon as I closed my eyes to pray for him, I got into some type of vision. And it was like, it was like the presence of God. It was so much brilliance of light. Mm. Often when I'm praying, I am led by what I'm seeing. So as I saw that brilliant light, then I prayed for light and understanding for him. But wow. the light was almost blinding. Mm. Then, and, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then as soon as we finished praying, I said, you know what? The Bible says that in the last days, I'm in the final analysis, he said that we will not need the sun. In the book of Revelation, he said we will not need the sun because the, the father himself shall be a light for us. Do you get it? So, yeah. so, so that tells you that, that the presence of God brings light and light puts away darkness. When you do not have a certain level of light, even you wouldn't understand your calling. That's right. And when you don't understand your calling, you waste it. Mm. You will be prodigal. You'll be wasteful in the opportunities that are given to you. Mm. That's why the scripture is saying that that he's praying for the efficient, that the eyes of the understanding will be enlightened, that they will know what the hope of God's calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sea. That means all of us, we must pray that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. enlightened. Receive, receive light. Receive Amen. light. Amen. There are pockets and areas of our lives where the full light is not on. You can see a little, but you will note the difference if the light bulb has changes. Mm. Recently, I want to get some light bulbs and I noticed the difference between the light bulb I had before and the new one. It is so much better. You can see better. 
this light of God, when it begins to shine in your life, even what is it for God, God wants you to do for him. You will see it clearer. Amen. And, and, and next time a sister is befriending you, I don't, there are not a lot of guys here. Maybe somebody will listen to the message and uh, I don't by any means think you guys are what I'm describing. But what I'm saying is that if a sister is befriending you with verses, Mm. and encouraging a, a brother it does not mean she likes you or she wants you to be, be beloved it, it may be somebody has been sent to you has been sent to you to make you who you are to be like somebody like uh sister betty Bishop talks about it was a season in his life that sister betty was the one that plunged him into the scriptures and into the will of god and it became a big part of his ministry mm. hallelujah amen now, now the opposite sense is something different and it is only one thing but Anything God brings to you, if you don't have understanding of your calling, mm. you would you will look at it the wrong way and you won't benefit from it. Mm. What else does understanding do for you? Your understanding determines your ability to keep poverty away. Because you see, it says that riches for men of understanding. Increase in riches means your income coming in consistently exceeds how much you have to spend. Hallelujah. Amen. And a person of understanding, understand the deep, and analyzes things a lot deeper. <laughs> so in Proverbs 24, 30, it says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. A farmer who is void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it when I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, traveleth, and thy one as an armed man. A person without understanding, they cannot connect their behavior or lack thereof. They cannot connect it to the outcomes of their life. Mm. A student who is without understanding doesn't know that if they spend all their time fooling around, watching movies on your mobile device, late night watching movies on your mobile device, when you're supposed to be studying, you'll be watching, you've, you've, you find yourself, a, a, what do you call a way of watching movies for free on your wow. mobile device. When your parents think you are studying, mm. you're watching movies. Mm. You get it. <laughs> In this pandemic time, before the pandemic, you are visiting somebody uh, you say we are going to study, but you are actually not study. I remember, I know, I, I've been your, I've been your age. I've been a teenager before. One time, I told my parents we were going to study, and me and my other friend want to chase a girl. I mean, it was, he was chasing the girl. He was chasing the girl, but I, I was his accompanist. Uh, he said, "Follow me. Uh, come, come with me to uh, go and chase the girl." We we walked to uh, a place, and the only reason, the thing is that they had a big dog. And that dog was not uh, what do you call a castrated, a castrated dog, so mm. he could bite. So I told my friend, my friend, you are the one interested in this guy. I'm not going to sit here for the dog to chew me up. So as the dog was behaving, finally uh, we walked away. What I'm saying is that if you have all these different digressions from your purpose, mm. and you don't have deep understanding, you cannot put two and two together to know that. This behavior will lead to that behavior. And that behavior will lead to that behavior. And in the end, when it happens, it's like you are surprised. Wow. 
by a person of deep understanding, you don't need to have experienced the thing. You know that if I don't study, I wouldn't be ready. And it's better to be prepared before the time. Preaching good. A, a, a former schoolmate of mine, he spent all his time collecting funds. He was a, an athlete. Do you get it? You see, athletics is good, but it's not the main reason why they sent you to the school. That's right. This guy did all the athletics. He didn't study. And in the final weeks of the uh, final exams, he had to stay up late. He had to drink certain steroids to, to be able to stay up late. And when he went for the A-levels, he vomited over his papers all over the place. Wow. Do you see? Because he didn't, he lacked understanding. A person who lacks understanding cannot foresee things. If you have good understanding, you can look at this. You said, this is what is going to happen. If this you have I good know. understanding, you are able, you, you almost sound prophetic because mm. you can tell how things are going to turn out. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. And sometimes how things are going to turn out seems remote. But a person of good understanding can connect the dots. Can connect the dots that a little folding of the arm, a little not tending the farm, one thing will lead to another. And before you know it, the whole farm is taken over by weeds. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. What a word. One final point. Understanding will determine your ability to receive advice when it is given. Bishop said, never advise a person who lacks understanding. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. A person of understanding is easy to advise them because even if they haven't experienced what you are saying before, because the pendulum of their mind is broader, they can imagine what you are saying as the possibility. A person who is who lacks understanding, they cannot be advised. When you are trying to advise them, they only know three points. They only know three steps. This, this, and this. So if you take them outside of a three steps, it's like you, you, you lose them. Yeah. And they begin to argue. And you see, the thing is that people of understanding are also very stubborn. They are stubborn because they are so confident in their ignorance that they think their duty is to convince you that they are right and you are wrong. So you see, in order to benefit from counsel, advice, you need to pray for the spirit of understanding. Whereby... Even if you are hearing advice, that seems contrary to what your experience is. God will give you the grace to embrace it. If wow. it's advice God means for you. Mm. Because a lot of advice that you will hear may go beyond your own imagination. Mm. May go beyond your own experience. And when people notice that you lack understanding, people try to avoid you. That's right. You are preaching. They, won't tell, they, they won't tell you. Mm. Like someone who goes for a job interview and they, they, before they leave, they ask, so uh, when can I call you? When can I call you uh, to know the result? Then they tell you, don't call us. We will call you. <laughs> that is usually not a good sign when they say that. Don't call us. We will call you. When people notice that you lack understanding and you are not making any effort and when you are advised, you resist advice vehemently. People try to avoid advising you because it is a wasted effort. That's right. 
I pray that we would have the grace for a deeper understanding. Amen. You see, in the parable of the sower, Jesus mentions something in Matthew 13 that the person without understanding, he is the one that the wicked one comes to take the seed of the word. So how then do you grow in understanding? Of course, Ephesians 1, you pray. But beyond that, you also repeat. Understanding comes by repetition. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to the same message again. Listen to the same, read the same verse again. Think about things over and over again. That's when right. you go over things, when you repeat over, and then you take deep roots. Hallelujah. Because people of understanding have deep roots. Amen. Some people are unmovable. Wow. Preach. If some, if, if people without understanding the smallest thing, they are moving away. Wow. People without understanding of marriage, the smallest issue is like, I'm, I'm leaving the marriage. I quit. They have not, I quit. <laughs> they, they have not understood that there is a whole spectrum of possibilities. You are preaching that good. when they took their vows, it meant mm. a lot. It meant a lot of things. It meant that the person whose uh, face you unveiled mm. is not always going to look pretty. That's right. That they, that they didn't think about that. That's true. Preach. But a person of understanding, there is mm. room for growth. Because Hallelujah. even when you lack something, God will send you somebody. Amen. There is none of us who has mm. arrived. You are preaching. Are but preaching I think what good. we need is to pray for the spirit of understanding. To Preach. augment and increase us. So Hallelujah. Where we are lacking, God will mm. make up for the deficiency in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Mm. Heavenly Father, we love you. We appreciate you. And we commit the people of God to you. Yes, Lord, Lord, we pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Yes, everyone hearing me, oh God. Jesus. That the spirit of understanding will be our portion. Hallelujah. Father, we pray that it does not matter how our ancestry has been, mm. how our bloodline has been. Today, yes, we pronounce that we all come under the umbrella of the finished work of Christ. Yes, Lord. And what his blood purchased for us. And Jesus. when he ascended to heaven, he gave gifts unto men. Mm. And by this gift, we declare and we proclaim in the name of Jesus that the yes, aftermath of our life shall mm. go beyond our natural ability because we tap into the understanding realm of God. We yes, tap Lord. into the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Masu we tap katayana. into whatever is lacking in our life. There shall be no young man in our, in our yes, church Lord. who will be confused. There shall be no yes, young lady in our church who will be confused. None Jesus of them name. will be influenced by their peers the wrong way. None Hallelujah. of them will lose their faith when they go to college. In the name yes, of Jesus. Lord. None of them will lose their bearings and from the teachings that they have received when they grow in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Amen. Father, we stop Jesus. the voice of the enemy, the destroyer. Stop the voice of the we, enemy. Bind we bind them. We Lord. bind their activity. We bind the them by the name of Jesus. Yes, and Lord. we evoke the power of Christ, who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We evoke Abu His power. And we put at bay every evil yes, that is determined in our bloodline, even in the third and fourth generation. Yes, we block it and that it shall not come to pass. Only goodness and yes, mercy Lord. shall follow Amen. us. Amen. All the days of our lives. Yes, Lord. Everyone connected to everyone in this meeting. Jesus. We plead for their lives. Our family yes. members, those both near and both in distant places. Father, Hallelujah. command your angels to go and look after them. Amen. Let the invisible hand of God preserve yes. our lives. And in these last days, may there be a people of faith. 
Yes, May there Lord. be a people of understanding. May there yes, be a Lord. people who will know your will, that the sons of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do. May we be that people in the name of Jesus. Now, I want us to pray, rededicate our lives to the Lord. And if there's anyone that has fallen out of relationship with God as a believer, or you need to make that initial step of becoming born again, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Because God is in the business of forgiving our sins. God mm. is not about to condemn you. He came to forgive us our sins. This is the period of grace we need to take advantage of. Shall we pray? Thank you, my dear Lord. Thank you, my dear Lord. That Christ died for my sins according to the scriptures. That Christ died for my sins according to the scriptures. And he was raised again on the third day according to the scriptures. He was raised again on the third day according to the scriptures. By this faith, I am born again. By this, By this faith, I am born again. And you have declared me righteous. And you, and you have declared me righteous. May I be a witness. May, may I be a witness. Of the living Messiah. Of the living Messiah. All the days of my life in Jesus' name. All the days of my life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah and amen. 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 Beautiful. Let us bring our offering and our tithes before the Lord. Um, let's come into a moment of worship as we ponder over the Lord, as we bring and we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, you who own all things and you own our very lives, our efforts, our strength, with which we go and come. Therefore, Lord, receive our offerings and our tithes. May it bring honor to you. May your name be glorified. And may your children prosper and be established. Establish and promote and advance our course. Because our course is your course. When we do well, it speaks about your faithfulness. Let that be realized in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.